Welcome to the True North Podcast. True North is just a metaphor that means you're true center. So if you're following Jesus Christ, then your true north is the direction that leads you to the heart of God. On this podcast, we navigate through culture, civil injustice, parenting, marriage, leadership, ministry, and all that life has to offer. Navigating through those topics in a direction that lands you at the heart of God. What up? Thank you for lending me your ears, your heart, and your mind. My name is Lindsey Melton Jr., and this is the True North Podcast. There is this, uh, there's this show that came out. I'm kind of behind uh, on revealing new shows and music and all that stuff. But that's hopefully that's not why you're listening. But anyways, um, the point I want to talk about today, um, kind of before I talk about the point, I first got to give context. So, um, uh, probably about mm, a few weeks ago, maybe a month ago, I don't know, but I started watch, uh, watched and I completed, um, this show on Netflix called, uh, the Messiah. And if you remember, it came out last year, caused a slew of controversy within the faith world. All right. Especially America here in America. But if you never heard the show, I now listen, I, Lindsay Melton Jr., and not I'm not personally recommending that you go watch this. I'm just using this show as um, uh, as a metaphor, as a allegory to give context on a principle that I believe as Jesus followers we need to be doing. Okay, so in order before I could give that principle, before I could give that that truth, before I can drop that basket of Chick Fil A nuggets for you. I got to give context. All right. So, um, and also this podcast is not sponsored by Chick-fil-A in any means, which it was, but it's okay. So let's still, it's the Lord's chicken. <laughs> so I started watching the show and I did complete it. It's called the Messiah on Netflix. And it's, it's literally if, um, imagine if the Messiah was in, uh, was in 2020, or 2021, you know, imagine if the Messiah was in this uh, lifetime versus, you know, what we read in the Bible, you know, what would that look like? What would, you know, the miracles and signs and wonders look like? What would um, the scriptures, how would the scriptures read? How best, and, and here's what I want to talk about, how would we receive him? Mm. How would we receive him? Um, what, and the whole premise, and to spoil it a little bit, the whole premise of the show is nobody expected the Messiah to look, talk, act, and think, and do what the Messiah does in this in this you know show, and it causes problems everywhere he goes. It causes problems because people are like, "You can't be the Messiah." This is you know this is our idea of the Messiah, and it's so and it's so symbolic of us. Not just the whole world, but it's so symbolic of us as Christians. Like I had this, I had this discussion with my wife. All right, and uh, and I'll go and tell you. For the last two months, I've been fascinated with, um, I've been fascinated with this. What did Jesus ask us to do? What's and how big is the gap between what He asked us to do and what we are currently doing? 
you know, it's, it's like the game telephone. If you ever played that as a kid, um, you know, you tell one person one thing and they tell the next person and it goes all the way around the circle. When it gets back to you, it's totally different than the original, um, than what, you know, you originally said. So I wonder sometimes is what Jesus asked us to do. Is it, is it kind of like the game telephone? Like how, how, how much has it strayed off from his original, um, his original intent? Yes, we have scripture. Yes, we have church. We have pastors. We have prophets. We have the whole fivefold ministry um, at our disposal here in America or, or across the whole world. But at the same time, like still, because we are humans, I mean, there's a reason we have multiple translations of the Bible. There's a reason we have multiple denominations of the same you can't see me doing it but we have multiple uh denominations of me air quote you know multiple denominations of the same faith the same god the same gospel but you know even though it's all the same gospel and the same god and the same faith why do we have multiple denominations why do we have lutheran and baptist or why do we have baptist and pentecostal why do we have full gospel why do we have uh full uh, you know, it's if it's so much like every McDonald's, their number one is the Big Mac meal. If I go to McDonald's in um, Texas, Austin, Texas, the number one is the Big Mac meal. If I go to McDonald's in um, Boston, the number one is the Big Mac meal. But if I go to one church on one side of the street, it's this, 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 this. If I go to another church on the other side of the street, it's this, 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 this. And every church, here's the problem. Every church, every Christian believes that um, his or her, their house, their household of faith is sovereign and everyone else is wrong. And that's really highlighted through this show. Um, so, Lindsay, why are, you, why are you saying all that? I'm saying all that to say this. Does the Messiah look like what we expect him to look like? Does Jesus look like who we expect him to look like? Does our Father God, does Abba God, does he look like who we expect him to look like? To answer that, we would have to investigate our expectations and the logic that supports them. Better yet, do our expectations, here's the best way to sum this up. Does my expectations of Jesus, does your expectations of Jesus, do they line up with the scriptures or do they line up with tradition? Does the gospel that we believe in our heart, does it line up with the gospel in the scriptures? Or the gospel that we believe in our heart, does it just better our wallet? Does it add more zeros to our bank account? Or does it line up with scripture? I probably should have gave you a spoiler warning um, in the beginning of this episode to like maybe put some cushion over your toes. Because I'm stepping on all of them. <laughs> uh, but for real. Our expectations of God, what who we think God looks like, does it line up with the scriptures? We have to investigate our expectations. We have to investigate our logic. We have to put our methods on the hot seat. 
and make sure, you know what, am I doing this the right way? Am I doing this God's way or am I doing this the way that's easy for me, right for me, comfortable for me, benefits me and mine? That was the original problem with Jesus and the Pharisees. They expected Jesus to look like and talk like a vengeful assassin coming to destroy Rome and bless the Jews for their love and devotion to the law. But they were wrong. Jesus wasn't coming as a vengeful assassin. He came as God in the flesh on a mission to reunify mankind through death at a cross, going down to hell, destroying all powers and principalities, destroying death, defying death, raising from the grave three days later and now sits at the right hand of the Father, interceding for us daily. His blood is the bridge for us. His blood is the ultimate thing that cleanses us from sin. That's what he came to do. But it didn't, but that's not the version of the Messiah that the Pharisees and the Jews and anybody back then was expecting. So sometimes I wonder when it comes to and I'm definitely guilty of this. How many times do we predetermine how God is going to intervene in our life? How many times do you and I, how many times do you uh, predetermine how God's going to move in your life? I know me, I do it often. How many times do I, do I predetermine how God is going to bless me or how God is going to heal this or how God is going to do this or how God is going to when, better yet, how many times do we predetermine when God is going to do something? How many times do we, you know, try to, try to, uh, try to, you know, like, hey, you know, we, we, we try to get the ball rolling. You know, you remember when you was a kid and, you know, you wanted something from your parent, but you knew like you had to kind of like softball it and kind of, you know, do a couple of extra chores first before you, before you just go flat out ask them. How many times do we do that to God? How many times do we like, you know, like, oh, uh, well, maybe I could volunteer a little bit more over here before I like, you know, before I approach God as if he can't read your mind, as if he doesn't know your heart, as if he doesn't know everything that you desire. Mark Batterson, he says in his book, Win the Day, um, when his wife was um, battling cancer, one of the things, it was it was so easy, and I'm definitely guilty of this, um, saying this to God or letting this thing be my prayer, but, you know, he kept saying, you know, deliver me, deliver us, you know, kind of praying along those routes. And finally, the Holy Spirit gripped him and changed his mind, and he had to say, okay, cancer, what have you come to teach us? So many times it's easy for us to say, God, deliver me, free me, uh, send me to the other side of this. I want to be, I want to be on the, on the winning side. I want to be on the other side of this. I, let's, let's get through the valley so I can, um, you know, so I can, so I can be on top of the mountain. But so many times we, we want to rush through that. And instead of, you know, rushing through the valley to get to the mountain, we need to, we need to look at the valley and say, okay, valley, what have you come to teach me? 
God, what what is it that you want me to learn through this? In fact, this season of of our household personally has been the toughest season I think we've ever faced. And in the middle of it, I remember uh, in, in the office me and my wife have, we uh, there's this big dry erase board, and I'm always uh, writing notes to myself. And a lot of times the notes look like quotes that, um, that, I, that I've read or heard or seen um, that really grip my heart. Um, so I write them on the board. That way, as I'm working, I can look at them and be reminded, oh, yeah, I need, okay, yeah, that's right, mm-hmm, yeah. Um, and I remember uh, in, the, in the middle of this season, more towards the beginning of it, I'm like, I'm crying, I'm praying, I'm quoting scripture, and finally I was like, you know what, God? What am I to learn through this? I did that. I, I did what Mark Batterson said. I, instead of, I stopped saying, God, deliver me. I said, what am I to learn through this? And you know what's crazy? He answered and told me. So you know what that tells me? Who we expect God to be how we expect him to move in our life. There's a gap between our expectations and what he's trying to do. And we need to be humble enough and mature enough to recognize that, to stop and listen. You know, it's kind of like my son's uh, show, Daniel Tiger, when he was really, really little, he liked Daniel Tiger. You know, uh, Daniel Tiger would say, stop, look and listen to stay safe. (laughs) <laughs> when it comes to our walk with the Lord, maybe we need to stop. Not, I'm not saying stop your relationship with God. I'm saying maybe we need to stop in all the exhausting activities and hoops that we try to jump through on a daily basis. Maybe we need to stop that. Maybe we need to relook in the scriptures and we need to be still and listen to the voice of God. And let him speak. Let him let him close that gap between who we think God is and who he actually is. Because I tell you, through this season, when I actually stopped and listened, that's when I realized that God is who he has always been in my life. But I was so busy doing exhausting things that I that that I missed it. I I, I couldn't see it or I forgot how good he really is, how faithful he is. So I encourage you, investigate your expectations. Investigate your methods. Put them on the hot seat. Not because you're in some deep, dark sin. No, 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 no. Do a deep dive on what you do because you are in a relationship with Jesus. All the things that you do because you love Jesus, I encourage you to investigate those things and make sure they line up with scripture, not tradition, not your bank account, but God's intended purpose.